Friends, welcome back to Take a Chance on Me, where we savor Catholic sacred chant and polyphony one morsel at a time. I'm your host, Gwen Christian, and I believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to understand and appreciate chant. I hope the beauty of this music soothes your spirit, helps you to pray, and if you attend Mass, enhances both your experience of and your participation in the liturgy, even if you don't hear this music sung at your local church. St. Hildegard of Bingen, patroness of the podcast, pray for us. Brothers and sisters, this upcoming Sunday, we will celebrate the second Sunday in Lent, and this week's chant comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, even though the readings for this weekend feature the Gospel of Mark. Let's take a look at this week's text. To set the scene for you a bit, this gospel reading is from the moment of the transfiguration. As the disciples are coming down from the mountain, the Lord says to them, tell no one about the vision you have seen until the Son of Man has arisen from the dead. Visionem quam vidistis, nemini dixeritis, donec amortuis resurgat filius hominis. Let's listen to Visionem. bit of a short and sweet chant for this week that brings us to musical musings. A reminder, as always, that if you go to our show notes, the very first link for you to click on is a PDF that'll allow you to see this music for yourself in square notation. Also a reminder, we're at that point where we have companion episodes. Oh, this makes me so happy. So you heard me say earlier, this week's featured chant is the communio or communion chant. But if you go back all the way to episode three, the chant featured there is from this same mass for the second Sunday of Lent. It is the offertorium Meditabor. Meditabor has to be one of my favorite, favorite chants. So I hope that you go back and revisit it. Now, rather than a chant nerd term for the week, I'm going to share with you a chant nerd resource. We haven't talked about places where you can find chant in a book. We often use the Chant Tools app and big shout out to the Bloomfield brothers who created that. But if you've ever wanted to have a book that has all the chants for the liturgical year, the book you want to start with might be the Graduale Romanum which was compiled by the monks of Solem, a community in France you've heard me talk about before. The Graduale is entirely in Latin. So if you're not familiar with how to find um, the chance for a particular proper Sunday, that can be a little tricky. But the way that I navigate around that is that I will use the Chant Tools app to look up, for instance, the second Sunday of Lent. And then once I've looked that up, I see, oh, the introit for the second Sunday of Lent is TB Dixit. Then I will look up TB Dixit in the indexes, and that will take me all the way to the right page where I will find Meditabor and Visionum and the other chants that are proper 
to the second Sunday of Lent. Now, to get yourself a copy of the Graduella Romanum, it's a little bit pricey, so you may decide to start with something simpler, and we'll talk about more chant resources in the coming weeks. But if you want to go big or go home, go get you a Graduale Romanum. Let's move on to Resonant Reflections. Our brothers and sisters in the Byzantine Rite pray this on the Feast of the Transfiguration. You were transfigured on the mountain, and your disciples, as much as they were capable of it, beheld your glory, O Christ our God, so that when they should see you crucified, they would understand that your passion was voluntary and proclaim to the world that you truly are the splendor of the Father. The Catechism goes on to say, Christ's transfiguration aims at strengthening the apostles' faith in anticipation of his passion. The ascent onto the high mountain prepares for the ascent to Calvary. Finally, here's a gem from St. Augustine's Sermon 78. Peter did not yet understand this when he wanted to remain with Christ on the mountain. It has been reserved for you, Peter, but for after death. For now, Jesus says, go down to toil on earth, to serve on earth, to be scorned and crucified on earth. Life goes down to be killed. Bread goes down to suffer hunger. The way goes down to be exhausted on his journey. The spring goes down to suffer thirst. And you refuse to suffer? This image of the transfiguration has so many facets, rich for contemplation and meditation. In the same way that the entire season of Lent is a time ripe with opportunity for contemplation and meditation. Firstly, the glimpse of glory on the mountaintop. How often do we have those experiences on a retreat or a pilgrimage, even a quiet moment of prayer, where there's a glimpse of glory And how difficult can it be to come home from an experience like that? I can remember attending my first Steubenville Youth Conferences as a high school teen and not wanting to come home. But this scripture was so convicting that you can't, you cannot live your life on the mountaintop glimpsing glory. That's what heaven is for. This is the foretaste of something that we'll have in fullness later on, but Where we live is mostly in the valley. Sometimes I thought that the phrase of Catholic prayers about this valley of tears was a bit morose, but it's actually pretty appropriate. And when that's what we expect, those glimpses of glory are all the sweeter. Secondly, talking about how the Lord is aware that he's going to suffer. And that he's showing the disciples that his passion will be voluntary. It's also a call to us to embrace suffering. And that's never an easy thing to do. So this week, reflect on what are those mountaintop moments in your faith walk? And what is God asking of you in the valley? Let's close the show with my favorite segment, the Sunday Playlist. 
There are a lot of interesting tracks in this week's Sunday playlist, and your ability to enjoy them is as simple as scrolling through the show notes to find the YouTube link. Voila, there you go. A couple of highlights from this week's playlist. Track four is a completely instrumental piece. It's actually a piano composition by Franz Liszt. It's one of his few overtly religious pieces and was composed for the Feast of Transfiguration. Now, the Feast of Transfiguration itself is not until August, but a lot of the chants and music that have to do with the Transfiguration Feast are applicable to this Sunday, since it's featuring that same gospel. Track five is one of my favorite hymns to do with the Transfiguration, especially because I find the melody just delightful. It's a wondrous type, sometimes called a wondrous sight, O Vision Fair. And there's a fantastic, I think, Lincoln, Nebraska church choir that is singing in this particular track. Track 10 is the Transfiguration rendition by Sufjan Stevens. And if you're not familiar with this musician, he's really one of a kind. You may find that he's not your style, or you may fall in love with him like so many millennials have. And finally, the last track, although a bit of an older song than Sufjan Stevens, is one of my favorites, The Mountain by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Stephen Curtis Chapman was really a pioneer. He might have even been the first artist in what became the genre of contemporary Christian music. And Stephen's prayer in this particular song is about the call to return to real life after a retreat experience. At least that's how it feeds me. So I hope that you listen to all the tracks. There are are a total of 11 of them for this week. But if you're feeling extra penitential, you might listen to just one or two and fast from the rest. Anyway, that's all I have for you today, but I'll be back again next week with another episode. I'm your host, Gwen Christian. Thank you for joining me on this journey and please tell all your friends to take a chance on me.